Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hitting the news you might have missed. It's Denton's Daily News. All right, Denton, what do you got? All right, we're going to start with a story that, I mean, this story is built for the two of us. This is built for the Kevin Sheehan show in general. LSU's Kayshawn Booty uh, placed, he's under investigation for placing 8,900 illegal wagers, including on himself and LSU while he was playing for the Tigers. It's important to note now, he's now in the NFL. He's on the roster with the New England Patriots. But he placed these wagers last year and the year before when he was in college and get this, Kevin, he used a, a username. He made an account, lied about his age, made a username. His username, Kayshawn Booty1. He literally used his known name with a number one as his username. And according to several reports, he allegedly had about $132,000 initially put in the account, which he ended up flipping to about $556,000. So what do we know about the specific bets? on his own team or against his, his team. Well, here's the thing that's been kind of funny. A lot of the bets that he made on LSU, uh, he included himself in multi-leg uh, parlays. And to our knowledge, he failed on a majority of the bets. Yeah, I was going to say, on I mean, th- his – remember the hype around him prior to his last year at LSU. In fact, let's face it, the, I, correct me if I'm wrong – but I think he was a projected first-round pick pretty much across the board before his final year at LSU. Um, I don't recall. I don't, was, I don't know how He was good supposed he was. to be the next in line he after was Jefferson to be. and after Chase and all of the LSU receivers, and he just didn't have that kind of a season. He, By the way, he always looked unhappy playing there, always. He looked, you know, constantly like a diva wide receiver when he didn't get the ball um, to, to his liking. And he didn't uh, – There's what round did he get – was he finally taken in, in the draft? He was a sixth-round draft pick. I, I bet if you go back and you, you can find some mock drafts uh, early before the season started in 2022, which would have been his junior year. last year yeah. at LSU. I bet you can find some mocks where he was mocked as a first rounder. Yeah, m- maybe you could have. He he was never exceptional in, in college. I mean, his best year was that freshman year in 2020, where he had 735 yards and five tutties. Um, but he was never great. But he did play with Jaden Daniels in Jaden Daniels' first year. But he was supposed to be great. Before that senior year, he was their number one guy before that year. Old number seven, remember? Like, I, going into that season, and that was the Jaden Daniels' first season at LSU, he was supposed to be, I think, the next in line. And they, they talked about him that way. Again, uh, no, you're I, right. He was a five star coming out of high school. 
Oh, yeah, huge. But I I think before that season, which, by the way, was the season, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, because that season was the season they beat Bama in overtime. Yes. In, in Death Valley and won the West and then lost to Georgia big but scored a lot of points against Georgia in that SEC title game, remember? Yeah. Yeah. 48 to 38 or something like that. Something, I mean, it was a high scoring game. Um, he always looked unhappy. He always looked like he was bitching and screaming about not getting the ball, not getting enough touches. And it just looked like Brian Kelly had had it with him. Uh, but, but let me, so what do we, so what you're saying is that these bets, a lot of the bets that he won or lost were prop bets on himself. Uh, not all of them, but he did bet on himself. I think it was a handful, maybe 10 or 20 bets on college football. The other 8,880 were just on other things. So like he just happened to bet them in the facility. He was underage. I mean, I think across most areas to bet legally, you got, you got to be 21. He just turned 21 uh, this past May. He'll be 20, uh, 22 in a few months. So he placed all of these bets underage, which is another issue. And he used his name. He used his, <laughs> his name. account yeah. username. I mean, how stupid are some of these people? You gotta Seriously. have a nickname or something that you can come up with. That's not literally it's literally his government name with the number one on it. So he, I'm just curious. Is this is this is misdemeanor, right? This isn't a. This has to be a misdemeanor charge. Um, I would the, believe so. Yeah. But the issue is whether or not. This this is going to cost him no no less than a year in the NFL, right? Potentially, yeah. I, I think what I mean, all, Ridley what else got a be? year for something similar. I don't know if it's the same level or same volume of betting. I forget what Ridley um, well, he was involved in, he was but he in got the, the full year. Yeah, but that he was got when the, he was in the NFL, where this guy was placing these bets in college. Right. Now, I would assume okay. if he was placing the bets in college, like that doesn't just stop when you get to the NFL. I more have a question, who was feeding him picks? Because he got $130,000 to start. He flipped it into five fifty six. You and I know how hard it is to flip that kind of money that quickly, unless he was just yeah. cashing out on parlays. Like, somebody had to be feeding him picks. Yeah. Did he get much run at all in New England this year? He had two receptions for 19 yards. Hmm. All right. Well, um, you know, I'm I'm looking at this the wire story right now. Eighty nine hundred wager wagers, at least seventeen on NCAA football games, at least six involving LSU. Um, I did so. have a a couple of listeners because I tweeted about this yesterday. Ask how you could put how you find the time for eighty nine hundred wagers. Uh, trust me, I could find the time for eight nine hundred oh, yeah. wagers. I just can't yeah. find the money for that kind uh, of amount. I, I, if I counted them up, um, yeah. Uh, on a Sunday alone, you should look at the sheet sometimes at the end of the day or the online card. Or in um, March Madness when your bracket's busting, you're like, well, I'm, make, I'm making money somehow this March. Ooh, I could put a lot down. Yeah. All right. What else? 
All right, in the Australian Open, uh, Yannick Sinner, yeah. I believe that's how yeah. you say his name, he stunned Novak Djokovic. Not only did he beat him, he, he tore him up a little bit. 6'1", 6'2", 6'7", Djokovic got him in that one, and then 6'3". This was a pretty impressive win from Sinner. Did Sinner also beat Alcaraz? I think he did. Uh, I know he's not. Yeah, I know he's facing Medvedev in the final. Although, although it, it should have been a Djokovic Alcaraz set up to be the final, right? As the as the one and two seed. So maybe Sinner didn't beat Zverev. Probably beat uh, Alcaraz. I have not been following yes, the Australian Open. I did see that Coco Goff got beat, um, which I was hoping to maybe you know on Friday uh, uh, tonight watch Coco Goff in in the women's final, which we won't be able to do. Um, but yeah, uh, Djokovic, you know. Got beat, got beat badly, um, and uh, you know an opportunity for to add to the the all time majors. Mark uh, slips away. He'll be back though. Um, he'll be really strong, certainly at Wimbledon, and I would imagine at the U.S. Open next year as well. Uh, he'll play Medvedev. I saw because that that was still on this morning um, and was a long match. Medvedev uh, Medvedev was down, I think, two sets to love to Zverev and came back and won. Uh, in five sets, like one of those, you know, four and a half hour matches. Man, when you tennis, these grueling, you know, five set men's matches over the years, I mean, it's up there in terms of the physical toll. Uh, I know there is a lot of stopping and starting in tennis, and there is the opportunity to sit, you know, every every odd game and in between points you've got you know 25 or 30 seconds or whatever it is and they're much more strict now with the actual clock uh that they use but man to be out there in some of these rallies that last you know 40 and 40 plus shots i mean the shape that these tennis players are in um is phenomenal i mean medvedev is like 65 or 66 i'm going to guess He's definitely that tall. He might not be any heavier than 175 pounds <laughs> at that height. I mean, there is like 0% body fat. Look up Medvedev, yeah. height and weight. He is um, he's 6'6". Six, six. I'm trying to find his weight here. He is a slender 183 pounds. 183 pounds, so a little bit heavier than, than my guess. But like Djokovic is 170. A sinner who beat him is one sixty eight. These are these are small. Yeah, but dudes. but but Djokovic isn't six six. Medvedev is a towering figure on the court, and yet, you know, regularly five set matches and never ever looks tired at the end of them. Uh, years ago, Pete Sampras, who you know at one point held the all time mark for major championships and. That's been blown away by the era of Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. Um, he played a couple of memorable five-set matches at the U.S. Open in which in between points he was vomiting into like flower beds that were, you know, in the corners of the court. Like he could barely get to the service line. And then all of a sudden he just blow a, a serve by his opponent. Like go back and I'm trying to think of who he played. I can't remember the guy he played. There's a match that Sampras played at the open probably in 97 or 98, somewhere around there. Um, 
where he's he's barely able to stand against his opponent after like you know a four and a half hour match, and yet somehow he won it. it, it those long tennis major five set dramas are really compelling watches when you get into that, you know, hour four and they're going back and forth. I just can't imagine sitting as a fan and watching four to five hours of that. You know, sometimes ending at two, you know, two thirty in the morning local time. But they seem to stick around for it in Australia and uh, the U.S. Open where you get the super late night um, matches. Um, all right, Djokovic not going to win a major this time. What else? All right, in the world of uh, Hollywood, are you a fan of uh, Jessica Biel married to um, uh, Justin Timberlake? Who isn't? Um, is there anybody that is that is a Jessica Biel fan? I, I got to be honest. I'm, I don't know if I can recall her acting performances, but I definitely know who she is. She's very beautiful. Um, she wants to start a new movement, though, Kevin, and I'm, I'm dying to get your take on this. She is very pro Eating while in the shower. She wants to start a movement of multitasking and have more people eat in the shower. Eating in the shower? Correct, yeah. Eating what in the shower? Like full meals. Well, but but that's that doesn't make any sense it's to me. Disgusting, unsanitary, a lot of different things, yes. No, I think there are a lot of things that can be accomplished in the shower. And I'm talking about, you know, um, things that we can talk about. Uh, like, I... <laughs> I shave in the shower. It's much easier to shave in the in the shower than you know. As long as you you have a big mirror and you can keep it from you know steaming up, and sometimes you got to turn down the temperature of the water to make sure that it doesn't. Um, you know, you can do you can lift weights in a shower. Sometimes I stretch in in a shower. I actually have I have a steam in my shower at home. Oh, that's nice, and, isn't it? Yeah, and so I will sometimes before, you know, going out to play golf or going out to to, to, to play, you know, when I was playing a lot of basketball, which I haven't been in the last couple of years, I will stretch in 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 a, in a steamed shower um, before going out. I think it's helpful. It's also helpful to do it on the backside too after you're done. I bet it's great. When eating you're sick. in the shower, the food would get wet. What are you going to bring? A sandwich in and eat sog- a soggy sandwich? She or do brings... you keep it in a protected area and you, you know, wash your hair and then you go over and you take a bite and that's I... it. She she puts it by the ledge, so like far uh-huh. away from the water. Goes over and this is like full meals, by the way. She takes a bite, takes a sip, goes back, washes her hair, does her best to keep soap out of her meal, and mm-hmm. uh, that that's that's her process for this this new movement that she wants to create. Yeah, I don't see it. Food and then the shower. Um, dr- now, a shower beer, nothing better <laughs> than a shower beer. Um, that's fine. Bringing in a cold beer into the shower, nothing wrong with that. All right, what else? Um, did you have you seen pictures of what our city looked like today, specifically by the water? Are you talking about fog from yesterday? The, well, it was it was this morning as well. It's coming off of the water. It looks yeah. uh, immaculate. I drove through it uh, this morning. It was fascinating. I kind of drove by the tidal basin to uh, to yeah. get into work, and the direction that the sun w- was hitting the fog, it, it actually made it kind of difficult to see. But it it was like, did I die? Am I entering heaven here? Like it was a very majestic drive to work. We don't get that very often. I would imagine it's because it's 
like 70 degrees right now in D.C.? Well, that's what it is. In it's, January? You know, and, and the snow that was left over on the ground, and you, you get that. I think I think it's really cool. Last night, um, it was super foggy, and I took the dog for a walk, and it was very eerie, but I love that. Last weekend, you know, I, t- I told you, I think I've, I mentioned I, I was at – um, away for a couple of days because my father-in-law passed away and the, uh, the funeral was, uh, where he lived up in New Jersey, but in Monmouth County, you know, on, at the beach, um, in a place called Spring Lake, New Jersey. And anyway, it was snowing, you know, snowing when it snows at the beach, it's the same kind of, uh, of feeling that you had driving through it. It feels like you're on the moon. And I got up really early, I think it was Friday morning a week ago when the snow started up there. It was the day that we had the snowstorm here as well. And I just went for a walk on the boardwalk at like 6 a.m. as the sun was coming up. There was no sun to come up, but as as it got lighter and the snow was coming down and it felt like you were in the middle of nowhere. It was really cool and very peaceful. Um, And I think the fog, you know, near the water is kind of the same thing anyway oh, yeah it was simple simple pleasures simple you're pleasures. looking for it was very cool uh, you can see pictures are kind of floating around on twitter if anyone hasn't seen them they're, they're very very cool all right um final bit here lebron james becomes the nba's first ever 20 time all-star he and Giannis are captains for the east and west respectively this year in the all-star game well i'm just going to tell you i saw that um it's a joke that LeBron's a starter in the All-Star game and Kawhi Leonard isn't. Uh, the season Kawhi Leonard is having, the numbers match, but Kawhi's been much better on the defensive end. He's having a phenomenal season. I'd even say that Paul George should be in that game uh, in front of LeBron. I mean, obviously, they'll be on the team. And we're getting, right, isn't this the year that we're going back to East versus West? I believe so, which kind of sucks. I thought the draft was hilarious. It gave us some really funny moments, but I believe this is just East versus West. I, I think that's what it is. I mean, there's no draft to this thing, right? This is an e- this is back to this is not like USA versus the world. This, this isn't a draft. This is this isn't LeBron and Steph drafting teams. I think this is East and West. I could be wrong about that, but um. Uh, look, I mean, the guy's one of the greatest that's ever played the game uh, late in his career here. I don't really have a problem with it, but I just believe that the season that Kawhi Leonard is having right now, that he deserved to be a starter. He'll obviously be a reserve and one of the first reserves uh, selected. Uh, but I think I told you this before. Um, they're the team that you got to be uh, on watch for in the West. If you're Denver, if you're Phoenix – you know, some of the teams that were expected to, to, to legitimately contend. Um, the Clippers, they lost those first couple of games after the Harden trade, and since they've been the best team in basketball, and I think Kawhi Leonard's been the best two-way player in the game uh, during that stretch. Uh, and I did put a wager on them a few weeks ago. I think I mentioned that to you, um, to win the West. You did, because um, I did as well. I got him, I think, 9-1, to one, maybe now, a little bit the, higher. The, the big risk – and you know, I had I've had a couple of friends of mine that follow the NBA laugh at me, and they're like, "Yeah, if they stay healthy, like, what are the chances of that?" True, the chances aren't very good that when they get to the postseason, they'll have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard healthy. But if they are healthy, they will be the best team entering the West. I think them, Denver, and Phoenix. 
and man, Westbrook off the bench has been a tour de force in that lineup. It's like when they, the, even when their best players are on the bench, their backup players are able to score and defend. I think they might be the best defensive team other than Boston in the NBA. Uh, by the way, the Wizards last night, I don't know if you you were going to mention this, in the first game without Wes Unsell Jr., man, big difference. I mean, they were allowing 124.7 points per game, and they only gave up 123 last night to Utah and <laughs> lost 123 to 108. That I... I I just we didn't talk a lot about it yesterday because the truth of the matter is, as Ron Rivera would say, nobody in town cares. I bet you that there were, uh, I bet seven out of ten sports fans in town couldn't even have named Wes Unsell Jr. as the Wizards coach. Um, but what are they doing, really? What's the point of uh, they, they, they are they want to be horrible this year? There are designs, essentially, for them to end up with the best chance at the highest possible draft choice. Who cares if Wes Unseld Jr. finished the year? And the and the Unseld name is perhaps the most important name in franchise history. And so they moved him into the front office. They didn't move him out. But it's like I, I don't – I guess I don't really understand the point of switching coaches – they weren't. They they didn't apparently like the defensive, you know, numbers. Uh, they didn't like that they were losing to horrible teams. It's better that they lose to horrible teams because they have. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In recent weeks, lost to both the Pistons, and the Spurs, the other two 
truly horrible basketball teams. Uh, but losers again last night um, with uh, Keefe's debut. Brian Keefe, is that his name? I think it is. Yeah, Brian Keefe. Brian Keefe. Uh, West Jr., hang in there, man. They didn't need to do it to you. Uh, but it wasn't, in all due respect to Wes Unsell Jr., it probably wasn't the best hire two and a half years ago to begin with. Um, all right, let's get to the two games. I've got a smell test coming up as well. Ben Standig will join us at noon. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team 980.com. Mm, can you smell it? It's time for the smell test. Do you smell something? We look where John Q. Public is putting their cash. Trust me, you just got to get past the smell. And go the other way. Can you feel it? Can you smell it? Kevin's smell test on the Team 980. So 1-1 one one last week, divisional round. That makes me 3-3 three and three in the postseason uh, so far. I am still seven games above 500 for the entirety of the NFL season. A couple of things before I get to the picks. The Lions uh, are the biggest underdog they've been in a game all season long, including the opener to Kansas City. Remember how that line against the Chiefs came down as we approached kickoff because Kelsey's absence uh, was significant to the point spread in that game. Lions haven't been this big of a dog all season long. And When the Chiefs take on the Ravens as an underdog, it will be the second consecutive week that the Chiefs are underdogs. They were underdogs last week, two-and-a-half-point underdogs in Buffalo. And being three-and-a-half to four-point dogs Sunday in Baltimore will mark just the second time in Patrick Mahomes' career as a starter that he has been an underdog in consecutive games. The last time it happened was... His first year starting, they were three-and-a-half-point dogs against the Chargers on the road and and four-and-a-half-point dogs against the Steelers on the road, and those were the first two weeks of the season. So he has not been an underdog in consecutive games since the first two games that he started back in 2018. By the way, they won both of those games outright um, back then. Uh, I, you know... I thought that there was a chance I was going to need Kansas City in the smell test because I think the line's short uh, at three and a half, four. I thought the Ravens would be a bigger favorite in this championship game, but Mahomes gets so much attention, gets so much credit. The Chiefs are a very popular team bet by the public. We've seen that number go to four in spots. It's three and a half in others. But the action on that game, Denton, is 50-50 across the board. It is essentially split. You know, they got the number right for equal action on both sides and just collect the VIG uh, because this is not a game that comes close to fitting into uh, my criteria for a pick for the smell test, which is first, uh, you know, significant action one way uh, by the public and then sharp money coming back the opposite way. Um, there is a little more sharp money on Baltimore, but just slightly. Um, but the public action on this game is split. The San Francisco Detroit game is kind of split as well. Um, I thought there was a chance the 49ers at seven 
um, you might get a lot more Detroit action. Um, you're getting a little more Detroit action, but there are some shops out there that are getting more Niner action. There is uh, now pretty much across the board a San Francisco minus seven and a half number, which is an indication of sharp money moving it from seven to seven and a half, and probably a reaction to some of the recent news that more likely than not, whether he's a hundred percent or not, Debo Samuel is going to play. So let me just say, there is no smell test pick on either of the two games as it relates to the point spread. However, both games are being bet heavily when it comes to the total. The public loves the over in both of these games. They love the over 44.5 in the Baltimore-Kansas City game, despite the fact that these are the two best scoring defenses in the league. Um, And they like the over in the Detroit-San Francisco game as well, that number at 51.5. So the two smell test selections are under 44.5 in the Chiefs-Ravens game and then under the 51-and-a-half in the San Francisco-Detroit game. The the, the play that I personally like the best is San Francisco-Detroit under. And the reason is I could see, and in fact, I think it's part of what should be the game plan for San Francisco. They should not try too much, and they don't need to be that fancy. This is a line-it-up-and-run Christian McCaffrey 20-plus times, if not more, right down Detroit's throat, which to me says a fast-moving game, a clock-moving game where possessions may be limited. Remember, Green Bay had some long drives last week. You know That, that kept the drive count in that game down, which is why it, that game didn't go over at 20 or 21 I could see the same thing here. Now, what really messes you up if that's the kind of game it is, is if you get a bunch of turnovers, you know, in short fields. Um, I I see San Francisco being able to run the football. I was surprised that Tampa didn't run it more than they did last week. They had success with Baker Mayfield throwing the football against Detroit's defense. Uh, but I thought White... And, and Chase Edmonds, too, when White was kind of banged up. I thought they could have shortened the game a little bit, kept Detroit's offense off the field a little bit more by running the football. And I think San Francisco will run the football against Detroit. Um, but the two smell test picks based on you know the public being lined up on one side, there is some sharp money specifically on the Baltimore under um, but I'm going under 44 and a half in the AFC championship game and under 51 and a half in the NFC championship game. Um, bit surprising, yes, that the public seems to think that the Ravens Chiefs game is going to go over the 44 and a half. I mean, you did have 34 to 10 and 27 to 24 in the other game. Um, but, you know, Baltimore allowed just 16 and a half points per game this year that was best in the league and Kansas City was right behind them allowing just 17.3 points uh per game uh yet the public seems to believe this game will go over I, I think I've said this before when there are standalone games uh you know specifically Monday night Thursday night Sunday night games 
when there's just one to watch at a given time, the public bets more on the over uh, than they do anything else. They they bet more on the over than the under. They bet more on the over than the underdog. They bet more on the over than the favorite. It's just easy and much easier for your typical John Q. public better to sit down and watch a standalone game and root for points instead of rooting against points. That's painful to root for, hey, run the football, keep the clock moving, move it for three or four first downs and then punt, and then you're rooting for the other team to pick up two or three first downs and then punt, and then all of a sudden the first quarter's over and each team's held the ball for one drive. It's much more painful to root for that than it is for the big play. And in the case of San Francisco and Detroit, you can see the big play happening a lot. You know, you can see Amon Ross St. Brown and Laporta and Gibbs ending up with big plays. You can see McCaffrey and Samuel and Kittle, et cetera, ending up with big plays and scores. Um, but, you know, typically I, I would bet you any amount of money that over the years with the smell test that it's probably 75-25 unders to overs in the smell test because usually when there's a big disparity it's a big game a standalone game and in those games the public typically roots for uh overs just much easier last week um there was more action on most of the overs you ended up with two overs two unders in the divisional round games two favorites two underdogs in the divisional round games as well so there you go under 44 and a half in the afc title game under 51 and a half in the NFC title game. Uh, let's talk about these games in more detail and pick them. Uh, Denton and I will do that when we come back. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and theteam980.com. NFL News, Falcons have made a decision to hire Raheem Morris as their next head coach, which means only the Seahawks and the Commanders are the only openings remaining in the head coaching market. Coordinator News, former Chargers head coach Brandon Staley is meeting with the Green Bay Packers today for their open defensive coordinator job. The Packers parted ways with Joe Barry earlier this week. For the 49ers, Debo Samuel limited at practice on Thursday. They're optimistic he's going to be able to go in some shape or form this weekend against Detroit. In the NBA, Wizards lose their sixth straight 123-108 to the Jazz. Kyle Kuzma led the Wizards with 26 points. Marvin Bagley had 16 uh, 14 off the bench in 16 minutes. And that's what's trending. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. That's what you'll hear 6.30 Sunday. Um, when we get to Championship Sunday and you got the two games, uh, for so long I w- I've thought, God, how great would it be to be in that 6.30, the Fox theme, and it's Washington playing in the game. You know, back when Washington last played in the NFC Championship game, games were still starting at 1 and 4 o'clock. Like, the NFC Championship game against Detroit, I think, was a 4 p.m. start. I could be wrong about that, um, but I don't think I am. Uh, and, you know, it was several years later um, that, uh, yeah, 4 p.m. was the start of that game. And it was several years later where they started to ensure that that second game became a primetime spot. And we even now get that in the divisional round on Sunday with the 3 and the 6.30 start uh, on Sunday. Um, all right. So Denton, let's talk about these games. Let's start with the one that I'm really looking forward to watching, man. I, this chiefs Ravens game has it all. Uh, I, I think if it, if it had been Buffalo, it would have been a big time matchup as well, but to have Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs and the run that they've been on to face, Clearly the best team, one of the better teams we've seen in the regular season in a long time. As I've mentioned several times this week, the Ravens' sixth all-time regular season per the DVOA metric. Um, I just don't see any chance that Kansas City does to Baltimore's defense what it did to Buffalo's defense. Buffalo's defense was banged up. Uh, it was a wreck, truly. And because of it, the Chiefs, you know, we've talked about this all week long. I don't think it's gotten enough attention for the level of production that they had. They ran just 43 offensive snaps, and they had 21 first downs on 43 snaps. They had 27 points, should have had more, you know, if Hardman doesn't fumble the ball through the end zone. They had 361 yards on 43 offensive snaps when you take out the kneel downs. That's 7.7 yards per play. There is no chance, in my opinion, as good as Isaiah Pacheco is, that he's going for 6.5 yards per carry against the Baltimore defense, which puts it all on Mahomes. Is he capable of pulling off, you know, one of those Mahomes-like performances. It's going to have to be a lot of off-schedule stuff. It's not going to be in timing. It's not going to be in timing even to Kelsey or Rice. It's going to have to be all Mahomes for them to score enough points to have a chance to win this game. I don't discount that possibility, but I think it's unlikely. And then on the flip side, to me, 
Kansas City's defense has the best chance of making this a game. Um, And they could win the game if Baltimore self-destructs. I think the big key for Baltimore is offensively, you just can't turn the ball over. You can't give them any extra opportunities in this game because I think if they play this straight up without, you know, sort of self-destructive moments, I think Baltimore's just the flat-out better team. I think they're better at the line of scrimmage. I think they're much better on defense than Kansas City is, and I think Kansas City defensively is great. But with the options of Lamar running and you know Edwards and Hill and the emergence here of Zay Flowers, you know potentially having Mark Andrews back, I like the Ravens Sunday. Uh, I don't think that they self-destruct and give Kansas City the opportunity to win this game. I think it's a one-sided game. I like Baltimore, twenty-seven to ten. Oh, that is quite the discrepancy. I am not. I do like Baltimore to win, so we're in the same boat there. But I think, Kevin, I'm leaning more towards Kansas City covering. I think it'll be a much – it'll be a little nastier of, of a game than Baltimore has played, at least to the postseason this far. They they made quick work of Houston. The defensive line, though, for Kansas City is going to be the difference maker. If Chris Jones, if George Karloftis, if they can get after Lamar Jackson – then that keeps Kansas City in the game. I am curious to see how Steve Spagnola is going to attempt to create pressure while also not allowing Lamar Jackson to run all over the defense. Because if you're sending so many guys and he's able to break through, you can't get to him before he steps up into the pocket and there's just a, a whole lot of green grass in front of him, you're going to be in a really bad spot. So I'm really excited to see how that's going to be. That chess, mass is, chess match is going to be played. But I think I like Kansas City to cover because I do. I don't think Baltimore will self destruct necessarily. I just don't think they'll run away uh, with this one. I think Patrick Mahomes will do his best to keep Kansas City in the football game. Remember, we don't see this guy get blown out a ton, so I, I think Kansas City is going to cover. But I'd like Baltimore to win. Uh, the the one the one thing that I would just point out is that Kansas City faced a team that was a defensive wreck last week. The week before that, they faced a team that was really injured in brutal conditions. When they have faced good defensive teams recently, as recently as the Raiders on Christmas Day, as recently as the Patriots the week before that, they just haven't looked like the Chiefs offensively, and they haven't faced any defense like the one they're going to face on Sunday. My big fear, uh, I really hope they don't do this, but if you remember, like Houston tried to get really creative on offense with a bunch of like behind the line, you know, fakes and motions and handoffs into pitches and to throws and all these things. I hope Kansas City avoids that. You can't you can't trick Baltimore with the uh, uh the dressing things up behind the line of scrimmage. They're too good for that. The NFC championship game I, I give Detroit a chance if Debo doesn't play. And I, I I mean, I'm not yet a big Brock Purdy believer. Like, I, I do think the conversation about Brock Purdy, like there's so many straw man arguments when it comes to Brock Purdy. You know, this idea that everybody that doesn't think that he's great thinks he sucks. It's just not true. He's a, he's a solid quarterback. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. It's okay to say about Brock Purdy, I think he's okay. Uh, you don't have to say that he's great, uh, even though he was an MVP candidate. I didn't think he played well at all 
against Green Bay. He came up big in that last drive. He hasn't played well without everything being perfect around him. Uh, I I think that's one of the chances that Detroit has is that Brock Purdy throws it to the wrong team a couple of times, which he's done in some of these games against better teams. It's just that Detroit's defense isn't very good. And so I think Kyle has to just make the decision to line up and run it down their throat, which I think they should be able to do with Trent Williams, with Christian McCaffrey, uh, and you can even shorten the game. Not that San Francisco has to think about keeping the ball out of Jared Goff's hands, although Green Bay moved the football against that San Francisco defense last week. So you got to give Detroit a chance to move the football Sunday against uh, against San Francisco. I just don't see any way that Detroit defense, which is struggling, can stop the run and stop the San Francisco run. And I think there's a – I just don't see San Francisco punting like they did at times last week. I see it being one of those games in which San Francisco has eight or nine possessions. That's all Detroit has, and they score on five of them. Four touchdowns and a field goal with McCaffrey going for a buck 55 plus, and they win this game 31 to 17, which would keep it under the total as well. So, San Francisco 31 to 17. What do you got? Uh, I like San Francisco to win this one as well. I am with you on the under. I don't think there's going to be a, a splurge of points scored by both teams. Now, I do give Detroit, Detroit can run the football, right? And, and we saw last week. The San Francisco run defense, while statistically and the numbers suggest they're really good, they've also been playing uh, from in front for a lot of the season, right? So teams right. have the opportunity to, to run against them. I think for this game, Detroit, if they win the toss, usually I'm a defer guy because I think the momentum at the second half, it can be really big. But if they win the toss, they have to start with the football. I think that puts them in the best opportunity to come away with this one. But I do like San Francisco to win. Uh, I will go in the neighborhood of we'll go 28 to uh, to 17. What was your Baltimore final score? Um, I uh, 30 to 28. 30 to 28 Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, we both have the same Super Bowl matchup. You've got a close game uh, with Baltimore and Kansas City, but we're both kind of on board with San Francisco winning and covering. All right, Ben Standig next. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.